It's that time again. Time again for the Cowboy Roundtable. I'm your host, Jeff Fry. Sit back and relax while we discuss Wyoming athletics. I want to welcome everybody to a special edition of the Cowboy Roundtable. Uh, in this COVID-19 period, uh, things have been a little slow, but uh, we have a special guest uh, that uh, came to our attention a couple of days ago, Mr. Ken Pomeroy, who is uh, the uh, uh, owner and uh, uh, manager of Ken Palm uh, Basketball Analytics. Uh, we found out that uh, he was a UW uh, alum, and I want to welcome you, Ken, to uh, uh, the Cowboy Roundtable. Uh, thanks for... Uh no problem, Jeff. Thanks for having me on the show. Always great to uh, get in touch with some Wyoming people. Well, I tell you what, it was uh, um, pretty exciting. Uh, we found out uh, uh, through the Wyoming official uh, uh, website... You were, uh, talked about uh, Jeff Linder, which we will talk about in a, in a few minutes. Uh, but first of all, we wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, your background, uh, having been a, uh, a UW uh, alum. And uh, I understand that uh, it all started back in Virginia when you went to Virginia Tech. Yes, I, I grew up on the East Coast. I grew up in Northern Virginia, and I went to Virginia Tech for undergrad. And um, got a degree in civil engineering and did work in that field for uh, a year and a half, something like that. Uh, I always knew that I wanted to kind of get into meteorology eventually. And so at that point, I started looking. You know, I had to go to grad school really to, to get a degree in order to get that field. And uh, at that point, I just felt like since I'm making this major kind of career change, I also might as well just, you know, think outside the box in terms of where to go to grad school. I might, you know, my family didn't really travel much growing up. I never really had been out west. My sister had recently moved to Colorado Springs. That was basically the extent of my, my travel, like, west of the Mississippi. And uh, so applied to Wyoming and, and got in, and that kind of uh, started me down the road of being a meteorologist. But uh, you know, ultimately, it was uh, it was a great decision. It was, you know, Laramie was just a Dot on the map before that, and something I knew nothing about going in, but uh, but it worked out really well. Well, now you uh, came to Wyoming right at the uh, first Larry Shiat uh, 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 stint at Wyoming. So uh, obviously you're a, a basketball fan. Uh, what was that like? Uh, it was interesting. I you know I certainly I wasn't at that point in school based on. Uh, the quality of the basketball program, but, you know, really they had just, you know, Wyoming had just come off uh, kind of a pretty lousy season, you know, it was the last year of the Joby Wright run, and they hired Larry Stiat, who, you know, wasn't really a household name in college basketball, and the, and the roster wasn't really loaded, but it was uh, an experienced roster, and, and ultimately, I, I remember actually going to, like, one of the first scrimmages and being like, ah, this team is not very good, but, you know, I love basketball, so I'm going to go to all the games, and I'll I'll see the other teams in the whack at least, and it'll be it'll be you know an interesting uh, distraction from my my grad school work. And as it turned out, they ended up having a really good year. Yeah, they uh, really came close actually to getting the NCAA tournament, and uh, it was a it was a fun season. And uh, obviously, the next year I was there uh, with Stephen McClain's first year, and 
Uh, that was a fun season as well. I don't think they went to the NIT that year, but, you know, a pretty decent team. They played a completely different style than Shia played, much more up-tempo, um, and, uh, and they were a fun team to watch as well. Well, uh, when you uh, left Wyoming, then you went into meteorology, I understand. Uh, yes, I, I was a meteorologist and uh, worked for the National Weather Service, so uh, with the, you know, the federal government, but when you hear thunderstorm warning or tornado warning being issued. Uh, National Weather Service is the, the outfit that issues it. And, uh, and that was, uh, yeah, really a lot of fun as well. You know, ended up out of school uh, working in, in Great Falls, Montana for a few years. Ended up back uh, in Wyoming working in Cheyenne for a few years and then uh, moved to Salt Lake City where I uh, currently reside. I understand that uh, you are still involved with uh, the weather being a uh, uh a professor at the University of Utah? Uh, actually, I've I, I, uh, done that probably for, for five or six years now. But, um, but yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was a, you know, a fun, fun side gig as well, really. Uh, kind of learning how to communicate. Uh, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a course where uh, the students were not, like technical majors, you know, they were taking the courses of elective, so it was all kind of a challenge to communicate scientific topics to students who really necessarily weren't interested in science, which is actually very similar to, you know, when I had a day job as a meteorologist as well, you're basically dealing with the general public who might not necessarily understand uh, the science behind forecasting, so you have to, uh, you know, kind of say things in non-technical terms, but, uh, but yeah, that was uh, kind of an interesting job I had certainly for, you know, what, four or five years, I think. Now, uh, Kimpom.com uh, uh, is your uh, primary uh, uh, business now, and you've been involved with some uh, uh, pretty big players. I understand the Houston Rockets, uh, Baylor, you've been uh, uh, a commentator on ESPN, uh, quite a lot of uh, uh, national recognition. Yes, yeah, that's been really instrumental in uh, kind of growing uh, my business, or really allowing me to kind of go into business uh, just doing basketball, but uh, yeah, certainly the opportunity with the Rockets very early on, like their interest in my work, um, ESPN stuff, I mean, I was never a their commentator for them, but I did uh, speak to their telecast at times and, and wrote for the website, uh, so that was nice as well, but yeah, it's really, I really could not have gotten to this point without the you know, publicity that uh, other people have given me because I'm very bad at, at advertising or kind of, uh, you know, selling my work to people. That's something that I'm not interested in doing. I'm more interested in just cranking out the work and hopefully it's good work and hopefully people will be interested in it based on, on the quality. And uh, it's been you know, really nice that kind of coaches and, and commentators have, you know, mentioned my work in very public forums, kind of doing my, my advertising for me. Well, now with the uh, COVID-19 uh, pandemic that's uh, affecting uh, the entire world, uh, the NCAA uh, uh, March uh, tournament, March Madness, was unfortunately canceled. Uh, what kind of impact has that had on your operation? Well, it was tough, for sure. Uh, just, you know, the timing of it uh, was bad because, you know, that first week of the NCAA tournament, I was on a subscription-based site, so that first week of the tournament, uh, 
generates a large portion of my revenue. So uh, obviously nobody was, was signing up once the tournament was canceled. So so that was a bummer. Um, but I've been fortunate over the years. People have really supported the site well. So obviously there are many other people that are much more affected by the situation than I am. So I'm not going to sit here and, and complain about it. Um, but obviously, you know, just really in general, kind of sad that, you know, we didn't have a tournament. Uh, it, it's actually, uh, you know, really kind of illustrates what, to me at least, the reason I enjoy the tournament is to kind of answer the questions that aren't quite definitively answered during the regular season about who the best teams are, or San Diego State and Dayton capable of competing with, you know, the best teams in the tournament. Like, we never really got to see that question answered. Was the Big Ten, you know, really as good as my, my ratings said they were? And we never really got to answer that question. So, so kind of a bummer. And then, you know, obviously the last couple of weeks have just been, you know, tough. There's, a, there's no basketball, so I don't have a lot of things to work on. It's really hard to, like, get motivated to work on next season at this point. And because I have no things to work on, I have a lot more time to watch the news. And it's obviously kind of uh, depressing at this point as well. So, uh, so yeah, it hasn't, been the, it hasn't been the most fun last two weeks. Well, obviously, you've been uh, keeping track of Wyoming because uh, you uh, were uh, uh, mentioned uh, the new hire of Jeff Linder out of uh, northern Colorado. Uh, you seem to be very positive about that hire. Well, I, mean, you know, I think any time uh, you know, a program changes coaches, uh, there's always going to be optimism, and it's hard to really you know, criticize this particular hire, like, you know, maybe, you know, four years from now, we'll, you know, it won't work out, but uh, certainly right now, just based on what we know, um, obviously Jeff had a ton of success at UNC in terms of, really, he took over a program, uh, a little bit of a chaotic situation, had to take over a program late uh, in an off-season when, you know, his coach was kind of unexpectedly fired, and took over a program that was not very good, and uh, ultimately, in four years, turned it in, you know, really look at uh, my ratings, anyway. Northern Colorado had the best season they've had in program history this year. So, um, so obviously the track record there is pretty good. And I, you know, I, I don't, I don't think I've ever uh, met Jeff. I could be wrong. I may have, may have met him once, but uh, he, uh, I, I do know people pretty well that have worked with him. And uh, he, you know, he coached out here briefly at Weber State uh, as an assistant. Um, so that might be the time where I. I would have interacted with him. But anyway, you know, the people I, who I know that are close to him are really good people and speak highly of him. And, and so I think those are good signs. I think the other good sign that uh, is very important at a program like Wyoming is that he has done a pretty good job retaining, you know, his good players for four years. And uh, I think that's, like, critical. If, you know, Wyoming's going to be competitive in the league. They're not uh, – I don't think they're going to out-recruit the best teams in the league. But if they can, you know, recruit at a – an average level in the league, and then retain players for three or four years, especially those you know the top players. Um, that's how you I think have consistent success in the league, and certainly a good sign early on that Hunter Maldonado basically said you know he's staying with the program through the coaching change. That's a great sign. Obviously, he was far and away the most important player on the team. So, uh, so yeah, I'm pretty optimistic about the direction of the program. Well, you know, uh, coming from Colorado. Uh, in his last assignment, uh, I always maintain that if it weren't for Colorado, Wyoming wouldn't have a football or a basketball team. And it's just uh, because we get so many players from from down there. So I think that uh, bodes well for for recruiting, at least uh, down south. 
No question. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the, yeah, a lot of the good players that come through, well, you know, you're going to get the players from, um, yeah, the, the Denver area that, uh, you know, kind of fall through the cracks of the better programs. And um, obviously, you know, Jeff at this point has uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of ties to that area. So uh, that'll certainly help. Well, Ken, I want to thank you for uh, joining us. Um, it's been a, a really interesting that uh, someone of uh, your stature in the in the basketball world uh, is a UW grad, and uh, I'm sure that everyone will uh, appreciate uh, your insights. Also, uh, want to uh, hope that this uh, COVID business gets over so you can get back to uh, analyzing basketball. Uh, and get our season started next year. I guess it's gonna be it's gonna look weird. I guess in the record book that there will be no national champion for the 2019-2020 season. For sure, that you know it's been tough for me, as I said, to do you know, do a lot of work to prepare for next season. But one of the like I guess morbid things I had to do was kind of uh, adjust uh, a lot of the, uh, the programming code for my site to account for. Uh, the fact that there was no NCAA tournament this year. It's, uh, yeah, it's going to be one of those things, you know, obviously we lived through it, so it's, it's, yeah, I guess it really doesn't seem normal, but we understand what happened. But when people look back on this, you know, 20, 30 years from now, people who weren't alive during this time, they're going to really kind of, <laughs> they're never going to really understand what happened and, and why we had to cancel the season, but it's obviously very unusual circumstances. Well, again, thank you for uh, joining us, and um, good luck. Uh, I, I can't say good luck with the rest of the season, but uh, here's hoping that uh, we get everything going for the 2020-2021 uh, season. Sounds good, Jeff. Yeah, thanks for having me on, and uh, hopefully we'll chat soon. And go Pokes. Go Pokes. That was Ken Pomeroy, uh, basketball analyst uh, and uh, run uh, operator of the KenPom.com. This has been a Jackalope Ridge Media production. There you have it. Another Cowboy Roundtable podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Fry. Join us again when we have Cowboy Roundtable. Cowboy Roundtable is a production of Jackalope Ridge Media, LLC. All rights reserved.